For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on a new generation of radio. The mightier 1090 AM, SoCal Sports Talk. We're back again, second segment, Charity Stripe. Joshua Fisher, Alexander DeSopolis, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, no hesitation. Baseball's in turmoil. So many cool, exciting things happening this offseason, and it's been drowned out by the CBA talk. Nick, here's your soapbox. You've had the biggest issue with it out of anybody I know. Break it down for the people, and what does this mean for baseball? Well, I have the biggest issue with it because I feel like we have a responsibility Tell to use our platform mm-hmm. to try to make the game of baseball more fun, more interesting, to grow the game to bring some swag to it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different changes that I think we can discuss in the future. But as of right now, the wind has been taken out of the sails of Major League Baseball. Everything has been put on hold. There's a lockout because the CBA agreements became, came to a, it ended last night. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a standstill. Players cannot have any communication with organizations. There can't be any agreements. Um, They can't use team facilities to work out until the owners and the union has come to an agreement on what they both want for the new CBA agreement. Now, what the players want, of course, the biggest thing for them is they want is adjusted service time, right? And what what that basically means is teams use player service time to their advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Where if a prospect is ready to go, they hold off on calling them up a couple of weeks to add an extra year of control under their belt or mm. to prolong their free agency, right? We saw this happen with Chris Bryant when he was ready to go. Ironically, who's a free agent this he year. He was ironically also a free agent this year, right? Where the Cubs wanted to, to control him for an extra year on his rookie deal when he was clearly already to go. I mean, he mm. won the MVP his second season. He won the rookie of the year. He was clearly the best third baseman at the time, and they waited on it, right? Mm. They talked about doing it with Tatis, with the Padres, they didn't end up doing that, but that ended up working out in our favor, of course, extending him you know to this massive contract it honestly didn't really end up mattering in the long run but i just wish these owners would kind of just get it going and 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 let it happen i mean just let's appease these players let's make it happen let's get this game rolling we've had four lockouts this would be the fourth lockout in uh cba history right since they started the collective bargaining agreement um it's never affected the regular season but this has a chance to. If it goes longer into March or February, this could affect the regular season where we end up missing regular season games. Mm-hmm. It's never happened, but every year that they've had these lockouts, it's gotten further and further to that point. Yeah. The last one happened in, I think, 1990. And not the strike. The strike is different. Yeah. So a strike is when players decide not to work. Yeah. A lockout is when an organization tells their players they can't work. Mm-hmm. Right? So... I just think that they need to get this done with all these big free agents right now. This is arguably one of the biggest free agencies that we've seen in baseball history. Massive deals are getting signed. We're trying to grow the game here 
and we're about to just pause the entire league. I it's mean, self-destructive it's on a continuous basis. Like every time they can be self-destructive, they are. Like there's so many exciting things that have happened thus far in the off season. You have a team, and you have teams like that are not the typical team. It's not the Yankees. It's not like the Yankees and Red Sox are making the noise. Toss your Rangers have reconstructed the middle of their infield to actually really phenomenal deals. I feel with Seager, which is a massive ten year, three hundred twenty million dollar front loaded contract. You got Marcus Semyon, who seven years, one seventy five. I saw that was given a B on one of the, on like maybe MLB.com. I think that's an A deal. The guy's finished two the last two out of three years. Finished top three in MVP voting on two different teams. Forty five home runs last year to second baseman. There's been so many great things. Robbie Ray to the M's. Gosman now to the Blue Jays to replace him. Javi Baez and with the Tigers now hope to get to the win now after they've been rebuilding for a while. Like there's so many cool things happening in baseball and they just continuously shoot themselves in the foot for like no reason. Because the thing with the whole service time, if that is what the main issue comes down to be, a lot of these guys get extended anyway. So who really ca- like Wander right. Franco well, extended? Another, another major point of contention is that the the owners are proposing that they reduce the MLB pension? Talk about life after sports. Like that's super crucial. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, you're a player. You're looking. You're looking not only as your time as a player in the league, but also past that with your family, mm-hmm. your kids, making sure that you are keeping everybody um, in a good financial position. So. That's one way to come to a disagreement oh, very course. quickly. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's awful, and I think obviously these owners want to make as much money as possible. Another thing that they're proposing is adding fourteen teams to the playoffs rather than the regular ten teams that they've had with these past couple of years, mm-hmm. and that's just because they want more national games. They want to make more money, right? It's just to me, like, just doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, like, yes, in the NBA we see it done, but like they play half as many games as they do in Major League Baseball, literally. And I also do think it's a situation where, like, look, MLB playoffs was great this past year. So you're the owners and you're the big money makers. You go, why wouldn't we want more games? You know, there's certain teams that got shut out of the playoffs that ha- have good markets and would have been great additions to the to the playoff format. I don't necessarily hate that from a player's perspective, especially a pitcher. You're getting you're getting thrown into the ground in the playoffs. Like if you're a top tier arm, you're getting thrown into the ground. So it's got to be a little daunting seeing the possibility of adding mul- two more teams on either side to the playoffs. From going ten to fourteen is a pretty big jump. Um, adding an extra round, and then I think the pension situation is like, what's the point? And this is what happens when you have a league that has no financial system in place. Meaning, if you go to the NBA or you go to the NHL or salary NFL, cap. there's a salary cap. All the owners are operating on a fair playing field. Like right. the only hindrance you could have is like, hey, the Sacramento Kings is in Sacramento and the New York Knicks are playing in New York. That's the only real issue. The other thing that they're proposing as well is the salary floor. Yeah. Which basically means a team has to spend a certain amount of money in order to be eligible to play in the season, right? So like it avoids tanking, it avoids, you know, going after, you know, just basically trading with all of your players and and uh, rebuilding their entire franchise. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I hate it in a sense, but at the same time, it's like it's trying to make more teams competitive. But it can't just be that one rule. The thing that works about a lot of the NBA system is that there, it's not just the salary cap that's in place. There's bird rights that are in place. Yeah, There are trade restrictions that happen where if a guy has signed a max deal, he's yeah. not able to even be marketed as a tradable player until the following March. Like There are these fail-safes that they've implemented within the CBA that protects organizations and, most importantly, protects 
the end product, which is an entertainment. It, it's it's sports, but it's entertainment. And yeah. you don't want a guy being shipped at, you know, being, okay, we, we sign Seager and then the next minute we trade him because we can and there's no restrictions on that. Mm-hmm. And now someone, like, that could happen. It's not going to, like, but but you just, there's I mean, nothing. I mean, Arenado signed that massive deal and got traded. Right. There's nothing yeah. in place to, to really protect these deals and what's going on and most importantly, the players. So that's why they're trying to hash it out. And it, it seems like the ownership has kind of the, the upper hand right now, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, we're going to be waiting. We're going to be listening and reading and just, yeah, we'll be here and it sucks. I mean, I would just wish that the MLB would take a page from the NBA's book. You know, they're really trying to grow the game. Like they should actually start listening to people and start seeing what the fans want and start looking and seeing what they can do to grow the game rather than being stuck in their old ways. That's that's how it's always been. It's the same way with the Hall of Fame voting as well, right? You got a bunch of old writers who refuse to put in some of these players that had a big impact on the game. And yes, I know we're talking about cheating and I know where you stand on this, Josh, but I've seen guys on Twitter that post their ballots just for clickbait. They put Sammy Sosa on the ballot. They put Clemens on the ballot, but they leave A-Rod off and they leave Bonds off. Like, if you're going to go with two cheaters... I mean, those guys are losers. Like, exactly. Those guys are losers. Saying, there's a flawed system here. Where Pick like, a side. There's a flawed system here that a lot of a lot of people in baseball, in the front offices, just, they don't want to change things. They want to be stuck in the old traditional ways, and that's just not how sports is these days. Do you, obviously, like, the majority of the news right now has been the CBA agreement, um, the, the, the lockout that is now here. But I also think that it has expedited a lot of these moves, right? Because the, these teams had to get them done before this happened. I think that maybe a reason why the Rangers were able to get some of these deals is these guys were presented with a fat check, and it's hard to say no to that money. Like we were just talking about in our last segment with college football yeah. and these new coaches. Do, do you think that that had something to do oh, with just totally, yeah. the speed of the process? Everyone, you don't like Correa is like I'm willing to wait, but like Nick's like, as Nick detailed, like these guys can't talk to teams. So there's a lot. There's like a lockout. Right. It's over. Like you can't right. you can't get your new deal in place. Like no. Like the Rangers acted quickly and presented the money and got the guys they wanted and are going into this lockout happy campers. For all intents and purposes, the Mets are you know they may have Chris Bryant by the time this airs. They may not, but they've gotten Scherzer. They've gotten Marte. They've gotten Eduardo Escobar, and they've gotten a plethora of players. So at this point, I mean, and, I, and you going back, you mentioned the floor, the, the salary cap floor, and that to me is even more ridiculous because you know what? As much as we don't like tanking, how are the Pittsburgh Pirates supposed to compete? They have no pay, they have no semblance of payroll. So you're now now you're taxing the poor. It, it just gives it an even more advantage to the rich. It's just I don't understand who's making these deals and running. The, I know who's running the show. I just don't understand why he's in place. Yeah, I mean, I would. He's love to so fire. horrible. I would love. For man, Manfred to be launched to the moon, honestly, like he is by far the worst commissioner in all of sports. He's one of the worst commissioners I've ever seen of in my time. life. Oh, not to mention the two baseballs that they used last year. Apparently, they used two different kind of baseballs last year when playing games that players and and team officials did not know about. Yeah, like, what is that? Talk about the integrity of the game. You're throwing out two separate baseballs out there that have different effects on players' swings and, and spin rates and, and power. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I and, mean, now, and, and now we're checking pitchers after they come off the rubber in the middle of innings, and then 
this comes out after the fact. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, you guys can't use substance. Like, hold your, mix the balls. You want to hold them accountable, hold yourself accountable too. Yeah. Well, also, like, look, changing the balls is changing grips. And if you're changing grips, you're changing your throwing motion. And even the slightest change in throwing motion, Tyler Glass now can't pitch because he tore his UCL because he had to change his throwing motion. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it, it, the reason why it's so frustrating is because it could be so good. Yeah, because all these moves are amazing, it, it really and exciting, could be. and it really it really sucks for a lot of these players who didn't get a chance to sign before this this agreement came into place. Because now they have to wait for however long this takes, whether it's weeks or months, to know where they're going to play. I mean, that's big for their branding opportunity as well. Talk about jersey sales. Talk about just them as a player to a, a market. Let's say a player goes to the Yankees or the Mets or even L.A right it's a big market like don't you want those extra months in front of that team spotlight to get the jersey sales out there how right? about just settling settling into your new home that too <laughs> god forbid we get any humanity in this whole situation um I mean, kids gotta start school you know in, in yeah in january again yeah god i mean that's baseball for now we'll see what happens hopefully it's resolved quickly doubt it will be knowing mlb College football, going back to where we started in segment one, around the horn real quick. We're brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Win big. Right now we got Georgia at one. We got Michigan at two, Bama at three, Cincinnati at four. On the outside looking in, we have OK State at five and Notre Dame at six. We talked about a little bit Notre Dame in the first segment. Toss, any big crazy predictions you have heading into championship weekend that will happen? Who's your final four going to be? And... Based on the odds of betonline.ag, and you could give us those, or Nick, if you have them up, whoever. I got it. Okay, good to know. Who's your pick and what's your bet? I always have a tab open to (laughs) (laughs) betonline.ag. I'm I'm a frequent user of the site. I would never talk about um, one of our sponsors without having used it. I just want the, the listeners to know that. And used it well. Toss is now a member of Equinox Gym because he's won so much at betonline.ag. Yeah, maybe not the best uh, way to spend the money that I've that I've earned with my bets. Prediction, I think I'm just going to go based off of what I find to be a good value bet. So right now, just for the teams that are in the college football playoff, if the if it started right now, today, today, this moment, Georgia is minus 225 to win the to to win the college football championship. Alabama is plus 700. Michigan is plus 750. Cincinnati is plus 1100. And then uh, mentionables: Oklahoma State is plus 1400. Notre Dame is plus 2200. I'm not going to mention any of the other teams because I think at this point it seems a bit far fetched. Um, in my opinion, that Michigan, Cincinnati, and Alabama are all going to lose, um, and Oklahoma State. Because then Notre Dame's getting in there, and, and you might even see like an Ohio State sneak in there at that or point. Iowa or Baylor, Baylor, Iowa. If Baylor's beating Oklahoma State, it's a great point, Nick. I like the value of, I like the value of Alabama plus seven hundred because if they win this game against Georgia, what does that bet become? That bet at that point they might be plus two fifty, maybe even less than I that. Mean, it's going to go they, on a rocket ship, but definitely like around there. I mean, plus one seventy five. And at that I mean, point, you don't even necessarily know if it's going to be plus money. I it might be minus money. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Nick. And and you have Nick Saban, who's won multiple national championships in this format and prior to the format. Mm-hmm. And you've got Bryce Young, who's the odds-on favorite to be the Heisman right now. I think that if that happens, you're just in a good position right now where you better take advantage of that bet while it's there because it's either it's either not going to happen for them or the odds are just going to be not in your favor. So that's that's what I would do with my money. Um, All right, it's great yeah. reasoning. 
That was a really good reason he did. I kind you kind of sold me on that. Yeah. You Thanks. sold me that pen. Sell me this pen. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, any it's, other? It's a nice pen. Uh, <laughs> what are your final four? <laughs> That's the end of the movie. <laughs> what are your final four predictions? And anything crazy things gonna happen championship weekend? I th- I think that Oklahoma State will win. Okay. And I think that they're and I think Michigan's gonna win. Yep. I, again, if I'm if I, if I'm betting Alabama, I'm gonna pick them to win that game against Georgia. Okay. And I think uh, I do think Cincinnati will win. But I think that Oklahoma State's going to beat Baylor and jump Cincinnati. Wow. Okay, Nicholas. so I, I like the value of Michigan plus 750. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the number two team in the nation. If they get the job done, they probably end up staying number two or head up to number one if Georgia loses, and they would end up playing uh, whoever the number four team is, right? So I believe that Oklahoma State does win this game against Baylor. Um, I believe that Cincinnati does win against Houston. I believe that Michigan wins against Iowa. And I believe that Georgia beats Bama, right? Now, that would knock out Bama, Mm -hmm. and that would presumably put Oklahoma State in, right, at four. So the rankings would be Georgia one, Michigan two, Cincinnati three, Oklahoma State four. Yeah. Um, From there, honestly, like, I kind of feel like that's a cakewalk for Georgia, but we have also said... That Georgia's strength of schedule this season was not all that impressive. They did blank three teams, but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, it's not the same schedule that Bama plays. No. It's not the same schedule that Michigan plays. It's not even the same schedule that Oklahoma State plays. Honestly, for all intents and purposes, now. Exactly. But if they're, as your prediction goes, if they beat Bama, and they forget their Bama. strength of schedule because exactly. it doesn't matter. At that exactly. Point. Exactly. So, but I do like Michigan at those odds because I think that if they do play Michigan. That will end up being the best team that they have had to face in their entire season. I think that Michigan offense is nice, and I think their defense is right up there as one of the best. Yeah, Michigan's beat the best opponent at this point, for sure. Great point. Until Georgia has to play Bama, I right. th- I'm with you that I was team anything goes with Bama until I saw that Auburn game, and then after that, I thought it was kind of no holds barred seeing how they fared against a worse Auburn defense. Um, comparatively what the Georgia defense can do. I think the Georgia offense isn't anything special, but I think it's efficient and doesn't make a lot of mistakes and can get the job done. Um, I really love the Michigan path, barring Georgia wins, because you have Oklahoma State at four. I think Georgia takes care of business handily, but if you're weighing your options at that point, Cincinnati at three, Michigan at two, the minus 225 you have a Georgia versus the plus 750 you have in Michigan. I honestly think Michigan – I like Michigan's chances to beat Cincinnati more than I like Georgia's chances to beat Oklahoma State. I think Cincinnati's a situation, similar to we've seen Notre Dame in the past, where you bring a team like this in, everyone's stoked about it, and they're not competitive with these other three teams. Yeah, it feels like it, we're underrating Cincinnati probably, but – it feels almost like it's a it's a walk in to the national championship game. I'd rather take fourteen hundred plus fourteen hundred Oklahoma State than plus eleven hundred Cincinnati. I I agree. I also think that these odds are for Cincinnati are are too high. Like I think they should be based off of how the college football playoff has ranked them over the past five weeks. Shouldn't they be like plus eighteen hundred right and they now? They still have to win. They have to win. Not only they have to beat a one loss Houston team. Yeah. They'd be a one-loss Houston team. But even if that they win that game, they have to win two games against competition that has been deemed better than them all season. Yeah. I mean, they got to win three games, basically. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, the only team that wouldn't have to win three games is Notre Dame, which is probably why they're not going to be in there. Or Georgia. No, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia can, can lose. lose a game and still 
win the national true. championship. That's true. That's I true. mean, Bama, Michigan, and Cincinnati have to win three. Obviously, Oklahoma State has to win Michigan three. loses. They're, are they still in? No. I think Iowa's going to – I think what I'll if break – Michigan and Bama, Oklahoma State lose. Yeah. You think Michigan's not still in? No. No, because I think Iowa's a two-loss Big Ten champion. I, I think Notre Dame gets in as well. So Iowa jumps Ohio State because they're playing this extra game. I don't know that Iowa would get in over the, over Baylor though, because I think I think the two Iowa losses that they suffered were Purdue and Wisconsin. Good. They're good teams though. I know, but they got seven points in each of those two games, and they're not better. I don't think that they're better than than. I think Baylor is good. The committee is going to put Baylor or Iowa over Ohio State or Notre Dame. I'm just thinking about fan bases here and, and viewership. I mean, Which Ohio always goes Ohio into the decision State, Ohio State's test. Do they lost? They lost to Michigan. You can't odds, do odds say otherwise. BetOnline.ag. <laughs> <laughs> no, Baylor beat Oklahoma. Well, so, Baylor's plus fifteen thousand. So yeah, but I mean, I think a it's, lot has to happen. But there is a, lot a path. Has to happen. There is there is a. Path I mean, what for they them. could do is they can just put the Mountain West champion in there, San Diego State, and they got one <laughs> loss. But yeah, it's an interesting path for sure for everyone to get there. Um, but those are our predictions as such. Go to betonline.ag. We're the charity stripe. Tell us who you want to win on Instagram or on Twitter at the charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tsopolis, and San Diego's own Nicholas Snacks Kreider. See you next time. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the charity stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.